Hello and welcome to Curly Brace. This week we're mixing things up. One episode is going to be for banter, uh, like it always has been with Greg. And the other episode, the, like the one we're doing now, is going to be a much deeper dive into hardcore tech talk. Um, so if you are interested in what you're probably checking us out for the first time, uh, when you read our title, then continue to listen in because this is going to be the episode you want to listen to. And this week, uh, Red and I are interviewing each other. Isn't that right, Red? Yep, that's right. We're gonna we're gonna just interview each other, give a little bit of a background on ourselves and how we got into this field and where we come from, all that stuff. Right. And and I think it's a really good continuation off of the college episode, if anyone listened to that, because obviously neither one of us have a degree and we haven't needed a degree. And I get asked all the time, and I know Red, you do too. Well, how the hell do you make so much money as a software developer or as a you know technology specialist or a cloud architect? And you don't have a degree. How did you do it? Right. How do you get these contracts and how do you do all this? Right. Like, right. I, and last night I was like, I was asked two times, oh, where'd you, where'd you go to school? But they just assumed that I went yeah, to school. Exactly. They yeah, were just, like, just with like what I else. do. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think um, we should go ahead and start uh, with the interview questions. The other thing I want to add in as well is that uh, we will keep the episode shorter so that way we can really hit the topics, especially on these yeah, hardcore tech talk tone, episodes. Tone it down and focus in on these topics so that we can right. deliver good quality content to you guys that right. is very consistent. Yep, that's exactly right. So, all right, well, let's uh, go ahead and get this kicked off then. Um, okay, so my first question to you, Red, is what got you interested in IT? Um. Oh, let me think about this for a second because I I know, okay, you know what, it just, it just came to me. Okay, so I went into this guy's little shop, right? I was already pretty interested in computers. It's like, hey, these computers are interesting. I don't know a lot about them, and I'm curious. I want to know more about them, right? Right. Um, but I didn't think like I was going to deep dive into it. So I go into this guy's shop, and with my best friend at the time, and we go we go into this guy's shop. He's got like all kinds of like consoles and computers and stuff like that, and just a bunch of random stuff. And uh, we heard some guy talking to him about how he modded his PlayStation. And I was like, what? Uh, we went and we asked the guy and we were like, uh, you know, we were nervous at first. We're like, can we just ask him? Like, you know, like, do you think he's just going to tell us like how to mod it? You know? Yeah. So we were like, we winged it. We we're like, hey, how do you, how do you mod it? How did you do that? Like, we want, we want to know. And the guy just immediately, I don't know what it was that we did or said, but he immediately took a liking to us and just took us right under his wing and was like, this is how you like mod it. This is what you do. And if you want to build a computer, you want to do like, and we just went there every single day. He was just teaching us stuff every day. And we got to mod, we modded our PS5 so that we could play a whole bunch of games. And like, we got, um, modded our Xboxes. We, you know, then after, believe it or not, we did the modding thing first. And uh, I, I had like the best Left 4 Dead games ever because I learned how to mod individual games, not just oh, the Xboxes. Nice. Yeah, so I'd like summon a bunch of stuff and like everybody would have a great time. It was a lot of fun. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, then after that, I was like, okay, I want to like, I want a computer. Like I was starting to learn when modding that like you need a computer for like a lot of this stuff. Right, and I was right. like, and I was starting to realize, oh, wait, I could play games like this on a computer. I had no idea, you know? It's like I just want it. I want a computer. Uh, so I started, you know, digging in, uh, digging in dumpster diving in the back of like pawn shops because pawn As shops will does. throw out, yeah, <laughs> they'll throw out computers. Like 
with missing components, obviously, like the just maybe they'll throw out a case or they'll throw out right. like a case with a motherboard and then they'll throw out like a motherboard with a CPU attached to it. You know what I mean? Stuff like right. that. And I, I just pieced together a computer and I want to say it took me like 15 tries to build uh, a, a, um, a computer that I liked. Not not yeah. 15 tries to make a computer that worked. I, I Every time it was a computer that worked, but it was never one that performed as expected because I didn't quite understand the components at the time. So I was just right. piecing. I knew Intel went with this motherboard. I knew to get AMD for this specific motherboard, right? Like I knew that, right. but I didn't know like the, I didn't know what gigahertz was. I didn't know what cores were. I didn't know how to pick the right GPU to play games, all that stuff, you know? Right. So that's that's kind of how I got started. <laughs> kind of a long is, story. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. That's completely different than mine. Mine was out of pure spite. Yeah. Yeah, it was completely out of pure spite. I was just a rebellious child and I also loved music. So obviously I downloaded everything under the sun. Um, <laughs> right? As one does when you're a teenager. And um, it actually turned out to I got involved in coding by that because i was like how can i be more rebellious oh hackers are rebellious right they're like super rebellious and so i just went from script kitty and then i went from script kitty to learning how to code and then i started like just trying to break into everything i possibly could um, that's fun. started with a whole bunch of Perl scripts whole bunch of you know different python scripts that's how i really got into python um, and of course this is all like in high school right like yeah started last yep. year middle school into high school same. Um, it was uh, it was like towards the uh, middle of high school for me that I yeah. got started into this. Yeah. yeah, and and I you know it's it's funny though that my path has never taken me back fully around to cybersecurity. I always like consult on what I, when I find things, but I've never actually wanted to go back into cybersecurity because I hate it. <laughs> I yeah, just absolutely because it's nothing but paperwork on the is. white it's hat side. It's nothing but paperwork and this finding what someone else, like you applying what someone else has found for the most part, unless you're yeah. an actual research scientist uh, in that field and you're act actively, uh, or you just happen to stumble across something, then more than likely the entire time you're there, you're just running tests that other people have found on your own network and see. Yeah. I think, get through. I think the only fun part about cybersecurity is if you can land a job that does regular penetration testing. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's far and few between. Yeah. Which most they do. I mean, big companies have like, that. Antivirus yeah. stuff, like you just monitor, right. sit there and monitor our antivirus right. stuff. Right. I mean, because you know how much a pen up. tester costs, like a ridiculous amount of money for a yeah. company. And so, like, yeah, I like even, but even pen testing though, if you break through, and even if you don't break through, you're still documenting literally every single step that you take. Yep. Where that's very unlike a software developer in most <laughs> that's cases. True. We don't. I personally true. am terrible about commenting anything. I, I need yeah. to be better. Everyone says they need to be better, but I'm pretty bad about it. So <laughs> I comment uh, on my functions. Um, and I, yeah, I comment functions, but if it, uh, there's a lot of times that I use, like I'll just throw variables into it and I get lazy and I don't comment where the variables. Come I, from. I'm a really heavy believer in coding in a way that people can uh, understand and read your code with like to the point where you don't even need comments like variables with long names you know what i mean like i, I agree i agree yeah. um and, and i do do that I, I am not a believe of the whole xyz 
shit yeah. that you see in JavaScript all it's the silly. time. It's it's yeah. so silly. There's no reason to do that. It just no, be descriptive. No. I, I'm, I'm, be clear I'm Pythonian. What you're trying to yeah, do. I'm Pythonian yeah. by nature, and the one of the the main Pythonian things is you name your variables very explicitly. Yeah, keep your code through. modular, right? Right. If you realize you're writing functions that are ridiculously long and a little convoluted, you need to break them up. Right. Right. Modular coding is so much easier to read because then you know you can read it in small chunks rather than this convoluted mess. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And then you're you're back to the the what I like to call is telling the story. That's you're right. You're telling a story with code, and code has chapters, yeah. just you like should, a book. You, you should, should write com- everything. Comments in the one should chapter. be the icing on the cake, right? Right. Exactly. If you're if you're writing so many comments because you're afraid nobody's going to understand your code, you need to rethink your code. Yep. I completely agree. All right. We, we dived off a little bit there on comments. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> My next question for you is when did you get your first job actually writing software and how old were you? Okay, so okay, so can I can I change the answer a little bit from writing software to my first like tech job? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Let's start. Yeah, okay. we'll start with first tech because job because I think both of us had was a little different. Yeah, both of me. us had our first tech jobs that weren't required to write software, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and, and I'm gonna throw out that most of the people that I run to, even with bachelor's degrees, they also start in a place even if they have a comp sign, they want to be a software developer, they still start in a place where you didn't write software. Write software. Like, yep, yeah, that's true. So that's very common. Actually, just, throw, just pointing that out. Yeah. Um, but I okay. So I have a few kind of like it's, it's interesting. Okay. So first first job I got air quotes um, was this kind of contract position. I got like five hundred bucks for it. But I spent right. like two years on it, right? right. And it was because I was uh, trying to study. You know, I was, I started off while uh, Rocket and I don't have a formal college education. I did go to college for two years, never graduated, right? So while I was Same in college, uh, their entrepreneur program and their music department brought me on to build them some WordPress sites. So I did that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did that, um, but that's like at the bottom of my resume and nobody ever looks at it, right? Nobody right. ever has looked at it, period. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I see WordPress and they run. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, no offense oh, to some of my colleagues. But. They're like, yeah, they're like, <laughs> no no skill to do that whatsoever, right? Yeah. Um, which is a, it's a little bit of a stretch to say that. You do have to have some understanding. Yeah. And, and uh, to to the defense of some of my colleagues, we, we rip WordPress apart and completely you know rebuilt it we rebuild the <laughs> php that runs wordpress okay like yeah. like we we write we that write happens, WordPress. that happens quite again. often for shops that want like very customized builds of a yeah. content management system right like exactly. wordpress exactly yeah. wordpress so is considered it's, it's not like it's not like we are uh it's not like the the wordpress guy is like going and downloading you know this plugin and this plugin and this plugin and we're just like trying yeah. to make it all work together no we write our own plugins yep that's so, right anyway. yeah um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I did that first. Um, I don't, but I don't really count it as, as my first job because like I said, it was 500 bucks. It was like, while I was in college and nobody ever looks at it on my resume. Um, yeah. so then, uh, I risk it all. I drop everything, move to Montana, almost go bankrupt, uh, eating cheese sandwiches. Cause that's all I could afford the 99 cent cheese and the 99 cent bread. That was it for three yeah. months. That's all I ate. Oof. Um, trying to find a job. I was trying to get into school to get my bachelor's degree. Finances did not work out. Um, yeah. Because I was, uh, I had a 
abusive relationship with my parents. So I tried to like file for independence and they weren't having it. So I didn't get any government funding to pay for college. So I had no way to pay for college. So then I was like, okay, I got to get a job. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. So I'm applying to like a shit ton of jobs in Montana. And right. I, I drive, I'm driving around Montana, just checking out the sites. I find this road, Zoot Road or yeah, Zoot Road or Zoot Lane or something like that. And I'm like, and there's only one building on it and it's in the middle of nowhere. And it's like a pretty fancy looking building. I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? I drive by. It's like the building is called Zoot Enterprises. And I'm like, so the road is named after this building. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta yeah. look this up. I look it up and I'm like, it's a tech company. I have no idea what they do. I'm super confused. There's a tech company. I apply <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way they're gonna hire me. You know what I mean? I have no experience. Right. I have no degree. I, like, there's no way. They call me in for an interview. I'm, I'm like, even if I don't get the job, this is an accomplishment in itself. Right, <laughs> like, right. You got, got an interview an... with no experience and no degree yeah. Yeah. walking into a major tech company. That's right. I go in yeah. there. They're like, oh, yeah, we are the company that invented instant credit processing. When you apply for credit, right, and you get a response yeah. back in one minute, that's them. They invented yeah. that. Um, they only have 150 employees, which kind of blew me away. Uh, anyways, hmm. they interview me, uh, on some Linux stuff, right? Some basic right. Linux commands and stuff like that. I'm interviewing with like seven or eight people, right? Oh and they're God. all just bouncing off of me, like question after question after I'm not even getting a chance to breathe. I'm like exhausted, you know? Yeah. I'm like, this interview is freaking hard. Holy cow. Um, and, uh, you know, and they, they, uh, you know, I get out of the interview and everything. They never called me back. Um, I think three months, another three months went by and I was working at like a care facility where I was caring for like mentally disabled people. Um, so I did get a right, little because bit, you were a yeah. phlebotomist. Yeah, I was a phlebotomist first. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should throw that out there too. Like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you were a phlebotomist. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I was a phlebotomist for a bit. That was, that was a fun ride. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I'm doing the care facility thing. They call me and it's and they're like, "Hey, did you still want a job here?" And I was like, "Yeah, I I'd love my job there. Are you kidding me? Like yeah. my first official tech job, you know?" And they're like, yeah. "Yeah, it's a Linux like Linux kind of uh, support admin kind of role. It's confusing. It's it's like a mix of admin and support. I don't know how to describe it." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's like you're 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 supporting people while administering Linux to them. Well, it's actually I'm just just uh, administering and, and supporting Linux um, servers was essentially the thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, technically, yeah. it's a Linux administrator, but they're calling it a support role because they right. want to pay less, right? Right. Um, but was these, it, wait, these are, was it, um, these was are it... all red flags, by the way. The interview was a red flag because it was just crazy. The yeah. the the late call was a red flag. The title for the work I was doing was a red flag. But again, this is my first job. I had no idea that these were red flags. I didn't know. You know, I didn't right. know anything, you know? Right. So I get in, they're like $15 an hour. And I'm managing Linux servers. Not any Linux server. I'm talking CentOS, Red Hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to um, ask. Oracle, I was going to ask what flavor. Uh, all of them. Uh, anything, you, they, the, anything you can think of, they had it. Wow. Yeah. They had them all, uh, all over the place, too. They had some in uh, Amsterdam. They had some in other states. Like, it was, yeah. And then they had their own server room like downstairs for me that you need like fingerprint sensors and all this like his crazy security, right? Oh yeah, of course, because it's uh, a server room in a tech company. Yeah, well, not only a server room, but we have like 
uh credit SPI. information yeah yep. SBI. <laughs> yeah um so uh, but yeah it's like uh anyways it's it's crazy and it's 15 dollars an hour for that what crap pay you know what i mean i mean and me? also what a risk from the company to trust someone who has no experience yeah anyways i get in there and uh i'm, I'm working um and uh you know it's pretty much just learn on the job and that's really what taught me the most important skill to this day that i have in all of it which is flexibility yep. and adaptability adaptability is the proper yeah. proper word yeah yeah but that was my first job and it was horrible it was a horrible job in what way oh i you know uh, I, I guess you know i'm just gonna go ahead and spill the beans uh first day i go in they have their own like instant messaging system right uh not like slack or anything like that there's right. like this own like in-house chat thing right. the first day i go in they're sending like big titty anime girls like with boobs bouncing up and down and stuff on this chat to each other and like talking nasty and one guy's like hey you know you ever have a problem where like you go take a shit and your dick touches the water i'm like this is my first day and they're talking yeah. to each other like this and doing that and i'm like what the hell and then they're all in there calling each other stupid and shit not not in a funny like you know you know uh tough love kind of way they're yeah. literally like uh competing with each other unlike yeah. their intelligence and i'm like what the hell is this place <laughs> and it's like that every day where they're constantly like in battle with who's the smartest person and like they're like super fucking uh you know uh what's the word for that um the word escapes me right now um the sex sex uh sexist like, yes i guess sexist sexist is there's a better word but yeah misogynistic okay. misogynistic okay yeah, yeah very misogynistic um just a very toxic work environment very toxic uh and, and i was like holy crap this is awful you know horrible job we don't have to talk about it anymore if you don't want to no, that's that's <laughs> as deep as I'll go. I mean, it's just okay. they, they do they did stuff like that every day, and it was they, it just it was just one thing after like just typical horror stories you would hear about on Reddit for work companies. Every yeah. single horror story you can think of happened there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what is your question for me? Uh, yeah. What was your first job? I I do I want to know what your first job was. My first tech job, like job yeah, in yeah. tech. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So. So I used to work at a call center um, before you and I met at our first workplace. Okay. But the at the call center, I started writing Excel macros like for my manager and okay. writing like automation inside of Excel. Like, you know, I wasn't quite touching API data yet, but I was funneling it all in through CSVs and basically building my own database inside of a stupid Excel file because that was the only thing I got access to. And I had to sneak it through the tech team because they kept disabling my ability to run macros. <laughs> and so I had to keep like circumventing that. Um, anyway, so yeah, because I could never get hired onto the actual IT department there because I had no experience, right? Um, but the actual first tech job that I had was, was after that when I became a help desk. Uh, team member for the company that you and i worked at oh this is a fun story you know why don't you go into that story a little bit 
you tell it from your perspective and then i'll tell it from my perspective like how we met or me like the job itself uh both so like just tell tell us about the uh the job right and then tell us how you ended up being a developer at the job and your experience and then how we and then lead in how do we met and then i will tell how i got my the job there and my experience and how we met from my perspective Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, I started there on help desk, and I, you know, of course, I had been coding already. I did, the only thing that I lacked was enterprise systems for the most part, um, and so I went basically from help desk to systems administrator in like eight months, I think. Um, and because I picked up on it so fast, and I will say the one thing that I will say, and I agree with Red, it is, um, in my opinion, critical thinking is the best way that he described it. That's a very important part of being in IT. Um, an equally important part in IT is knowing how to talk to people. If you put your head down and just do your work and try to avoid talking to other people. Soft, soft skills. Yeah. You will not go anywhere in IT. Yeah. If, if you want to be at the top of the game, communication. Yeah. Yep. Communication and being able to sell yourself and show off what you can do and having the confidence behind it. Yep. You be have a, to have a, all of them. Be a scummy sales. Well, okay, maybe don't be scummy, but be don't a sales person. be scummy, person. but yeah, be yeah. a salesperson for your work and for yourself. Because yep. if, you're just, to, if you just sales. sit there and expect people to come look at your work and give you praise, they're not going to. That's they're right. just not going to. Yep. You have to make it known that you're working hard and you're working efficiently and that what you're building or what you're working on is valuable to the company. To be fair, so. that's really difficult to do in a software company where they emphasize like everybody's building stuff. Agreed. But it's actually very easy to do if you're working at a company that's not a tech company. Right. I agree. I would agree with that. And that's why I avoid software companies. I did too. Every software company I've worked for, every tech company I've worked for has been really toxic, except for this latest one that I'm working at. But I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Rocket. Go, go ahead and continue with the story. You're, you're okay. Um, so, so I go in there. I'm, I'm uh, you know, eight months later, I'm to a systems administrator. And then um, a, I befriend the, uh, what was his title? The systems development manager. And he was a developer and a manager along with our lead developer, who was um, a Python developer. And then we had our systems administrator. All of them left within like the three or four months following the CIO's departure. Except for the sysadmin, right? The sysadmin left very soon after too. Oh, then who's the sysadmin that I... Wait, the sysadmin I work with. You know who I'm talking about. The sysadmin you work with, we hired him on. Oh, so you were there before I was in the hiring process for him, yes. I didn't know that. Yes. I thought um, you guys had always worked together. No, and that was oh. a that was a competition between two sys admins we brought in under contract. Um, he easily beat out the other one, but yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so uh, and then we got our new CIO in, and then we hired in those two sys admins. One remained, and then you showed up on our front doorstep, and then yeah. I left. Like wait 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 wait, wait, wait. you gotta go wait wait because I'm gonna tell it from my perspective. You need to tell me. You need to tell the audience what your experience was when I joined. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. So everyone and, had and you can be as harsh as you in... want because because to be fair, the way I joined was really weird. So be as harsh as you want. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, if I mean like I can so, get from your perspective why maybe I looked like I didn't belong in certain areas and was overdoing some things. 
No, 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 no. It wasn't. It, it wasn't even you. It was that uh, honestly, I needed the help. I no, 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 go ahead. no, no, no. Tell, tell, tell him, tell him how 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 we met and everything and, and yeah. And so, your perspective. so by the yeah. time that Red showed up to this company, I was doing all of the DBA work. I was doing all of the software development. I was doing all of the Linux administration, and I was doing probably fifty percent of the server administration. And what was the size of this company? Ten billion dollars. Ten billion dollars. Ten, almost ten thousand employees. Ten thousand employees. Yeah. Yep. How many servers? And, and one developer. I'm trying to think how many servers. Oh, I don't remember a lot. There's quite it, a few. Yeah, it was it was over fifty, which yeah, was a 50. small. That's a, that's a pretty small number. I, well, to be that's, a, that's a that's a lot for a company that's not a tech company. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, and also they were not three sixty five. They were on prem. Yeah, for uh, all of you systems email. administrators. Yeah. yeah, on prem email still. Yeah, and and so this was not like 10, 15 years server. ago. This is like yeah. what five years ago. Yeah, this is, and they're still on prem. They're still. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead and tell them how we, me and you met. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even remember like how we actually met. Was so I, I in your I interview? I almost no, 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 in you your didn't, interview. You didn't even interview me. I just came yeah. in. You didn't even know who I was. Like I just showed up. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't remember anything about like uh, the only thing I remember is dumping everything on you. <laughs> like like the two weeks when I put in my two weeks because I was following the former CIO to my next gig. Um, I was just like, I've got to give this all to someone. And if I give it to the systems administrator, he's just going to stare off into space because he's not going to understand anything about it. Again, the systems administrator doesn't even know Linux. So it's like, I don't yeah. know what like and a lot of the services there ran on Linux. And so I was like, all right, well, if I give it to him, everything's just going to fall apart. So fair. there's only a few Linux servers, but in rocket critical. Yeah. I was say, they're very critical for sales and yeah. the company's based on sales. Right. So yeah. it's very critical components. Right. Um, oh, and don't even get me started on the reporting. Like how many reports we had to run every month out of like, yeah, oh, uh, not SSIS just run. packages. No, and, no, no, and build. Not, yeah. No, it's not even, not even running reports. We're talking about building reports. And I'm not talking about building reports in Excel. I'm talking about using ETL, right? Like extract, yeah. transform, load, building your own programs. For, right. And this is all running through databases. You're building your own front yeah. end. And not so like not like modern databases. <laughs> like no. PIC databases. Uh, and you're yeah. pulling flat files out of PIC databases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's part of it. But there are modern databases oh, too. So but yeah, it, it was yeah, it's but it was it was just. To be fair, I learned a lot at that job. Oh, so. I learned so much at that job because yeah. I had to. Otherwise, I was going to get screamed at. That job like, absolutely made me a leader in this industry for sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because yeah. we touched literally everything. Everything the that we could. Yeah. Everything you could possibly think of that a corporation would need, we can do. Yep. Absolutely. Because of that job. Yep. And okay, so from my perspective, here we go. I got hired on to a security company, uh, and I was working there for about a month, one month. And uh, they were like, just like, just like Zoot, they were very toxic. And I yeah. knew, but this time I knew the red flags, right? The interview right. process was fine. So I didn't catch the red flags, right? Because right. the interview process seemed okay. But once I started, I picked up on the red flags immediately. And sure enough, uh they were just absolute assholes to each other they made one kid cry and oh. another another person uh oh no yeah i got written up at that job for the first time in my life 
what i was like what? How, how did i get a write-up i'm very detailed very detailed like how the hell did i get a right turns out there's a bug in the so they write their own software right to right. manage uh user accounts for their clients right. so i get it i get a request in saying hey can we add this user to our account so i go i log into the their software and I go yeah. add the user to their account. I'm looking. I see the account. I'm double checking to make sure it's the account. So I know this is a security company, right? I'm like, this right, is important, right? right? I check. Right. It's like, yeah, that's the right account. Put the uh, person in. Come in the next day. Uh, Evander, come into my office. I go into the office, and they're like, you put a person in the wrong account, and you gave them access to someone else's company. We're going to have to write you up. I was like, no, I did not. I did not do that. And they're like, well, yeah, we know you didn't do it on purpose, uh, because we have a bug in our system, you have to refresh the page to make sure you're on the right account. Oh my god! And I was so like, because what? they and have a bug that you didn't know about. Yeah, they didn't know about, and because oh I didn't magically, like, god. with my psychic powers, know to refresh the page. You know, but this is this is a this is a problem. No, you know what? Never mind. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this later. We'll okay, this but later. that this is this is a month into the company. A month. Yeah, in. no, that's that's fucking. Oh my god! And I'm like. This is ridiculous. So I get no, this right up and, and I'm like, I'm out guys. I'm going to leave. Like I'm going to downgrade myself. I, I just need out of this toxic environment. I'm going to downgrade myself and go get a help desk job or something. I just need out of here. Right. So I'm applying for right. jobs. And I know the easiest and quickest way for me to get a job is just to look for a help desk job. And I was right. like, I'll get a help desk job in, in intermediate and then go find a, a real job. You know, I just need to get out of the toxic environment. Just something. Something. Yeah. So I get, I go and I'm like, oh, here's this automotive dealership. And the funny part is, is I don't know who Warren Buffett, I wasn't aware of Warren Buffett and Berkshire and all that stuff at the time. So yeah. I was like, oh, look, it's just an automotive dealership. I could probably do this in my sleep. Right. Right. I'm just going right. to go sit at a dealership and work on like five computers. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if only you had known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, fly. Oh, I get an interview poor, poor and they're like whoa you're way overqualified for this position and i was like yeah just trying to get into this toxic environment and they're like well we definitely want to hire you and it, <laughs> i was like sure so the interview was like a breeze yeah um, <laughs> which i wasn't a part of by the way I, you I weren't a part of that out yeah because it was just a help desk position right so yeah yeah which um, i had no interaction with basically yeah. at that point so i i get in and like a few days into the job, they're teaching me how they do like an onboarding request for a salesperson. And there's like 50, okay, 15 is an exaggeration. I think there's like five or six different websites they go to, including like Active Directory to like set up a user. Yeah. And it's like, you're taking data from different websites and like attaching them to other websites and stuff. Like you get like a pin code on one website, you take that pin code, put it on the other website. Right. It's this whole process. And I'm like, I'm going to get carpal tunnel by the, and they're getting like 50, 60 of these at a time. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get carpal tunnel by the end of the day if I keep doing this. So I go oh, home yeah. and on the weekend, I'm like, I'm just going to automate this. So I pull up Python. I write some web scraping and sure enough, uh, I come back with Selenium and I've automated the whole thing. So now I just click, I click a button. It goes into the ticket grabs the user information from the ticket, fills out all the forms on the websites. I just hit the little confirm button to make sure, like, so I can double check to make sure it filled out the information, right? It's yeah. pulling the information from the sites and, and inputting it and all that, creating the passwords, and then outputs it and writes it on the ticket for me. And then I <laughs> shut it all down. Yeah. <laughs> and Rocket comes storming over and he's like, what are you doing? 
to be fair, I was so salty about the company at that point, and I was like, I felt like, like, and you know, Red, like by the time that you left, you just were like gray haired and felt like you were just holding oh, everything up too much. under your like your own arms. Yeah. And so like, if you, if I, when I heard that someone else was building something that could potentially like in my mind take things down, I was like, oh my god, no, please, please this no. is the last thing I need. Yeah. Like I'm so well, ready to okay. leave anyway. In your defense, I while working there, I learned quite a bit about the uh abilities of the other staff members when it comes to development and um automation and uh command line interfaces and things like that right and what's their what's their uh, skill level on that uh negative one negative one yes exactly Uh, so you see that's not not to be a slight or anything like that i mean they're not they just that's not their focus you know what i mean you have somebody who's focused on a windows environment you have people who are focused on basic help desk tasks then you have the higher up business uh side of things where you have the c cio and you're focused on board meetings sorry you're focused on you know pleasing parties and going to dinners and lunches and yeah yeah so getting the, the budget set no nobody knows how any of it works nobody knows right. the effort you put in to build it exactly. right nobody understands it right. so it's Except just you, you. just <laughs> yep. you that's it and right. um i mean it, it was fun for a little bit and then it got uh excessive and then and the demands got crazier and cra- I got yep. to a point where I was building full applications with like cars.com. Like I was working with cars.com to build full applications. I was working with CDK. I was yep. debugging CDK's code for them at some yep. points because they're, right. they're inept as well and their own code. They don't understand their own software, right. which is a little weird. Um, it's, I mean, it, it got well, to a crazy But point. to be fair, most of those big companies like they've just built layers on top of layers and they bring That's in right. outside they bring in outside contractors to build on more layers yep right? and then you like, and then you're stuck debugging it right yeah, well yeah but but it's it's hard to blame it's hard to blame the company like you know it's hard to blame the people that can that you currently interface no, with I, for I'm it. not blaming them I just like yeah. it's a, it's an oversight yeah and it's it's an oversight that probably shouldn't be happening it but... should have been fixed 20 years ago yeah, in they're most still of these cases, running on like twenty Cobol years ago, ten years weird. ago. Yeah, it should have been fixed, and they should have migrated, but they didn't choose yeah. to migrate. They chose to layer because they don't have any competition. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you're building APIs and you're building ETL programs that transfer trillions of records of data at a time. And yeah. and I'm not exaggerating on that one. I, I did yeah. a count with just three of the tables had like six trillion records. Ooh, doggy. Yep, just three tables. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, and there's like how many? 15, 20 tables? And oh, just three of them had like six trillion records. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's it's tracking like every every sale, every part, everything. Every service right? record. Yeah, every, everything. Yeah, absolutely so, everything. Yeah, every you, have, you have a lot of data. Um, yeah. And it's kind of silly because they have so much data that they could hire a data scientist and get like some really awesome ideas to run their business and target. No, no, no. But, but, but Red, you and I were the data scientists. Don't we're the that. data scientists. We're the data yeah. engineers. <laughs> we're the data analysts. We're the uh, full stack software developers. We're the automation engineers. We're the uh, server admin, Linux server administrators. We're the, yeah. um, I mean, you could, you name it. We did it. You know what yep. I mean? We, we did everything. And we didn't do it like sloppy, you know, like no. we did it at like a really good quality level. We were essentially like tech gurus, you know, working for this right. company. 
but yeah, I, I come in. It's it's two weeks, two weeks on the job. I've automated this whole thing, right? And yep. rockets come storm, storming over, and he's like, "What the hell is this?" Then he looks he looks at the code, right? For, he hasn't yeah. looked at the code yet. He just knows that he's just heard heard around the woodworks. I've just automated their whole uh, onboarding process. Right? Right. He's like, "Oh, how, what the hell?" <laughs> so he he goes, he looks at the code, and he comes back, and he's like, "Okay, hold up." wait a minute you got to come over here and help me so now he's going to the cio yeah, and now, he's going to like the managers like, this and he's guy like, knows how to code i need him to help yeah, me motherfuckers. Like, what is he doing over there now, yeah. now he's now he's pissed for a different reason yeah now i'm like what the fuck you hired a software developer and you stuck him in help this get him the yeah. fuck over here yeah I don't, I don't care how many calls he's not answering get him the fuck over here yep so two weeks in uh rocket goes he's like I, i'm quitting and then uh i get a call from the manager and they're like hey can you take uh rocket's position like we don't have anybody else yeah. <laughs> like we're fucked if he leaves and i'm like sure so uh i get a week a one week rundown of how everything yeah. works yeah 40 hours <laughs> worth and we touched like a different like something that you would spend like at least a year of college yep. or like a year of experience learning we did it in a day yeah like, it's like true. literally in a day it's true every day yeah it is <laughs> like true. one day was the databases of, or i should say one day was the transact sql databases one day was the mysql and linux side and then yep. one day was the pick side and then one day was the code in this place and then one day was the re the less rest of code and then all right deuces see you motherfucker i'm off <laughs> yeah it got to the point where i was learning how to decompile i had to learn how to decompile c sharp code because there yep. were just oh, exe the files that were like yeah. broken on sites and i was like dang so I had to decompile those C sharp programs. I did. I I learned quite a bit on that job. I I can do just about anything you throw at me now with absolute yep. confidence. Again, it was it was literally again. I would it, it was it was two years of hell. Yeah, two years of hell. But yeah, that that's, that's how, what it was for me too. It was two years. That's of hell. how um, Rocket and I really became leaders in our industry. <laughs> it's really just yeah, a job because we and we ran into each other at that job. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, there yeah, was now, no sink or swim. Rocket, what, like, what are you, you doing now? What are you doing now, Rocket? What am I doing now? Yeah. Uh, now I'm in sports entertainment and I build, you know, really cool applications for really big, giant venues. So. Yeah, so like it, you could you could give us a little bit of detail. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I lead for uh, the company I work for. I lead our software development company, our software development team. And, you know, I get to travel and we get to build like really cool applications i don't want to go too much into it just because of a. Uh, it's where i'm currently at but i get to do some really really cool stuff and i'm get to get to lead and teach people uh different things the other thing that i picked up i will say is aws which is an invaluable skill even if you are a, just a developer yep go learn aws go learn just the basics just get comfortable yeah. you don't have go to learn like, the basics you don't have you don't to, have to be start. a master yeah, yeah you don't have to be like some specialized guru just go with poke it. around put something together you know right here you know what here's a here's a good project to start any any developer on aws build a um a serverless app right you use yeah. DynamoDB s3 to host your front end and, and then you use lambda and api gateway those are yep. your tools Lambda, API Gateway, DynamoDB, and S3. You got Those your data tools. on the back end. You got your Lambdas to translate. Yep. You got your API Gateway in the front end to consume the data. And then you got S3 to host the website. And here, here's the here's why I'm saying those are the tools you do first. One, it's because those are really, really good tools for a serverless app. Two, yep. it's because it's going to cost you maybe 30 bucks a month to run it. 
exactly right maybe less maybe even less, less than you, that maybe, even yeah less than that even yeah just just try it yeah all right red i'm gonna end it on this one because i know well, we're trying hold, to go i want to tell i want to tell the audience a little bit about what i do now okay all right yeah go i'll just it. go real really quick i i i do i work at a genetics research company we try to predict cancer in patients before they get cancer uh, I just debug a lot of the software, write automation for them, and I do a lot of recently DevOps work in AWS and Kubernetes with like containers and stuff like that. That's that's essentially what I and I have like several clients that I'm working with as well, where I'm building them full stack applications, and yeah, that's yeah. that's where I'm at today. Very very nice, very nice. Yeah, we both have kind of shifted to AWS, even though we didn't learn that there at no. the. Yeah. the one company because they didn't have anything in the cloud but that's the thing that's the number one thing we learned at that company it wasn't all the tools right. it was the flexibility right and it was critical thinking and learning yep. how to uh continue even when you're frustrated and even when you feel like there's no way i could possibly learn how to do this yeah you just keep pushing and then eventually you it figure it out it, it just, just clicks, clicks. yeah yep. yep and i have gray hair at 26 because of it but yeah. yes i'm i'm like balding no i'm not yeah. balding but, I, either, but i don't feel too great no <laughs> i definitely <laughs> aged for sure <laughs> oh it hurts to get out of bed in the morning you know i can yeah. feel the weather <laughs> yeah i can feel the weather <laughs> i know when it's gonna rain now yep. if that tells yep. you anything my knees starts <laughs> acting up you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, this has been a really good uh, deep dive uh, dev journal, if you will. And we will continue these weekly as well as our banter episodes as well. Because we all miss Greg. And we can't wait to hear the next one with Greg in it. Yeah, absolutely. So until next time, this is Rocket and Red signing off. See you guys later. For more information regarding Curly Race Podcast and the host, and to find CBP merch, check out curlyracepodcast.com and find us on Twitter. To support the show and keep Rocket and Red fed, click the support link in the description.